That's Hollis Creek Revival with Believe on Victory 91.5. It's Coffee with Corey, and we're talking about Pentecost, which this is something that really applies to everybody, every Christian, every believer. Yep. The Lord, He is the Trinity, God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So we're talking about the Holy Spirit. And uh, as I just finished my second cup of coffee, because otherwise it's really not coffee with Corey if you don't have coffee. True. Uh, so I did my job. It's um, required if you're in the studio. You have, you have to get to have close coffee. to Corey. You have to get close to coffee. <laughs> and Pentecost, you get close to God. And he wanted us to learn that lesson so literally that he made these three of the major feasts were all what they call pilgrimage feasts, where wherever you lived, you needed to come to Jerusalem to celebrate. So you had to come close to God. You had to come near to him. So when you think Pentecost, whether it's today, tomorrow, or Sunday, you know the bottom line of what it's about is God wants you to draw near to him because he's drawn near to you. So we're going to call this one Pilgrimage Road. Here's what the Bible says in Matthew 16. I will build my church and the gates of Hades, that is the authority of hell, shall not prevail against it. I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Why is that important? Why do you need the power of the Holy Spirit? In the end times, the type of miracles and judgments seen in the Exodus and in the early church will be multiplied worldwide as prayer becomes like the staff of Moses that he held. As Jesus leads, the church is going to demonstrate his power. He said, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do. So if that's the case... We need the Holy Spirit more than anything. Pentecost is the conclusion of counting the Omer, or 50 days since Resurrection Day, First Fruits. If we've done it well, then, because today tonight begins Pentecost, so if you've done it well over the last 50 days, then a change should have occurred in our lives. Psalm 90 says this, So teach us to number our days, that we may gain a heart of wisdom, establish the work of our hands. It also says, Blessed are you, are those whose strength it's in you whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. It's neat because, you know, we're never satisfied with what we have. <laughs> we're forever on the wrong pilgrimage, thinking the end is the goal. But the blessed man is the man on pilgrimage, not the guy that arrives. He said the blessing is to be on pilgrimage. Habakkuk says this, For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. And see, counting the Omer from, if you will, from Easter or Passover to Pentecost includes a lot of lingering and waiting because it takes us from one pilgrimage feast, unleavened bread, to the next pilgrimage, pilgrimage feast, which is Pentecost. The journey of the 50 days is part of the pilgrimage. But the real pilgrimage begins when you arrive in Jerusalem at the Pool of Siloam. With your offering, you then cleanse yourself in the pool. As you exit, you took the first steps onto what they called the pilgrimage road that led up to the temple where your sacrifice would be received. Every step would be taken with this expectation of grace and forgiveness pouring out on you. Now, the Bible says in Psalm 27, wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. You know, I think we all hate to wait, but counting the Omer was all about waiting. <laughs> to receive what? Well, we know, because 10 days after the resurrection of Jesus, we learned it was to receive the Holy Spirit. So the question, how do you celebrate Pentecost? Well, 
Deuteronomy 16. Three times a year, all your men must appear before the Lord your God at the place you'll choose, at the festival of unleavened bread, the festival of weeks, and the festival of tabernacles. No one should appear before the Lord empty-handed. Each of you must bring a gift in proportion to the way the Lord your God has blessed you. So first and foremost, you give a gift. It's about giving. The counting of the Omar remembers the days between the exodus from Egypt and the giving of the word of God on stone tablets at Mount Sinai 3,500 years ago and when the Holy Spirit was poured out on the apostles and in the new church 50 days after Jesus rose from the dead 2,000 years ago. Just as tablets of stone were turned into the very words and laws of God, so were the hearts of stone turned into hearts of flesh as the Holy Spirit came upon them. At Pentecost, nothing from that year's wheat harvest could be eaten until after the wave offering was made. Why? Well, God established these festivals as times of divine renewal or newness. What was forbidden became permissible. When Jesus came out of the grave, he presented to his father the wave offering of all the souls who had been locked away in Hades for 4,000 years, up to 4,000 years. He opened the door into eternity with God for all mankind, including you, who've been trapped in sin and death. We who were forbidden to approach God became acceptable and part of the divine harvest. When he poured out the Holy Spirit, he enabled us to go from redeemed to empowered, from indwelt to overflowing. He's always taking us from glory to glory. And we're not done when we're saved, and we're not done when we're empowered. There is no salvation or filling, infilling of the Holy Spirit without the cross. There's no power apart from the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Numbers 20 says this, Now the Lord will give you meat and you'll eat. You'll not eat for just one day or two, not five or ten or twenty, but a whole month until it comes out of your nostrils and you loathe it. Because you have rejected the Lord. Who is among you? That is such an important scripture. And they were supposed to eat all this meat. And Moses is saying, "How? I, if I had all the flocks and herds in the world, I couldn't feed them. All the fish in the sea wouldn't. And God said, is the Lord's arm too short? You know, if God is with us, our greatest lesson is don't doubt and don't fear. It's so easy to doubt that God will intervene for us. And it's why we're to pray, give us this day our daily bread. It's not about what you had or have or will have. He is among us and wants to sustain us from our breath to the beating of our heart to every single thing. The clothes and shoes of the Israelites didn't wear out at all in the 40 years of desert wandering. Water came out of a rock for them to drink their fill. God has promised to supply all of our needs through his riches in Christ Jesus and to if we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things will be added to you. If you notice, they're added to you, not just given immediately. As the apostles prayed that morning at Pentecost, awaiting what Jesus promised, they didn't know quite what to expect, only to expect. <laughs> and they were expecting an outpouring of God upon them. In an instant, the Holy Spirit fire fell on them. They began speaking in languages they did not know, and joy filled them like never before, and courage and boldness just soared with him then. Coming up, we're going to look back to that fourth horse again and what he's supposed to do on the earth to kill by sword, famine, plague, and wild beast. And look and see how that relates to the uh, sacrifices that happened 
a lot of sacrifices that happen on the day of Pentecost. Next. You're not going anywhere. Keith is coming in, so you'll be on for another hour or two. I'm heading out, but tomorrow we're going to talk about staying power and the Holy Spirit some more because it'll be Fredrick Friday, which means we'll listen to Pastor Sweet. Stephen Fredrick, that sermon, Staying Power. But I love Psalm 104, verse 4. It says, you make your messengers into winds of the Spirit, and all of your ministers become flames of fire. And wow. so it just goes perfect, you know, with yeah. the Holy Spirit that he's sure making does. you, you know, the fire on the inside to spread, you know, to every person that you meet, you're spreading the Holy Spirit and a baptism of fire in the best way. Yeah. So the Lord, he's wanting us to experience more of him this weekend. You have so many opportunities. So many churches are opening back up for Pentecost Sunday services. Yeah. So definitely check out all the, all the churches that partner with us. We love them so much. And coming up, we're going to hear from Flanna Shakers and then a word from Capstone Hospice. Hi there, this is Hugh Henderson with Cap.